The Vancouver Canucks continue to be absolute trash. That and more on this episode, Thursday episode of Locked on Kraken. You are Locked on Kraken. Your daily podcast on the Seattle Kraken. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. We are the Seattle Kraken. Hey, hey, what do you say, Seattle hockey fans? Welcome to another episode of Locked on Kraken. I'm your host, Erica L. Ayala. And yes, I said what I said. Vancouver officially at the top of my you-know-what list. No, we're not talking Kraken crap. We're talking Vancouver crap. And the Canucks are full of it. This episode of Locked on Kraken is brought to you by our new sponsor, and that is FanDuel. FanDuel is the official sportsbook of Locked On. Make every moment more. Visit fanduel.com backslash locked on today to get started. And today where I'm going to get started is by just completely calling out Vancouver. When we played them earlier in the season, you know I was really worked up on how they played. They wanted to play a physical game. They were throwing us around the ice and Same old song, Vancouver doing it again. They put on 20 hits in this game to our eight. But you know what we did? We scored six goals to their one. So cry me a freaking river. You went from Bruce to Rick, and it didn't matter. As a matter of fact, it actually worked in our favor. Vancouver, you're bullies. And that's crap. You can't beat us fair and square, so you want to take hits, cheap, crappy, dirty hits on Maddie Beneers. Are you kidding me? Are you freaking kidding me? Our all-star, our rookie, Calder, uh, you know, con- contender, and you want to take hits on Maddie Beneers throwing Yanni Gord around like a rag doll. How many times was that said? Vancouver, you want a rivalry, you got one. Because now you pissed me off. I was pissed off earlier in the year. Then after the second game, I didn't even want to talk about it because I thought we blew our chances. But in a game where we played a complete 60 per Dave Haxtell, Vancouver could only throw their weight around like some punks, absolute punks. (laughs) Hits were, as I mentioned, 20, um, 20 hits for the Vancouver Canuck. They, they were, you know, really putting on the hits, laying it on thick, these freaking bullies of the NHL of the Pacific division. Well, you know what? We got the points. We now, um, have, possession of first place. We got it back. Thank you very much. I I mean, Vancouver, you know, like honestly go, go somewhere with it. They were over five on the power play. We were two for three. Thank you very much. Scoring immediately in the power play. I love it. You had Oliver Bjorkstrand opened up the scoring. You'll love to see it. We'll hear from him later on the show. Dunn, Vince Dunn, 
Uh, again, he got a career high in points. He continues to just be a scoring machine. Alex Wenberg scores. Um, Jared McCann was the goal immediately after the hit on Maddie Beneers. McCann gets it done on the power play. Ellie Tolvanen gets in on the action. Bjorki gets a brace. I love this. And you know I love my guy Donnie Boy. Donnie boy, Donnie boy, Ryan Donato. I mean, I don't know what, I, I'm just so thrilled. I'm so thrilled for Donnie. I love Ellie, the Ellie Tolvanen story. You know, I love the Daniel Sprong story. And again, we're going to hear from some of the guys. Uh, we're going to hear from Vince Dunn as well. Uh, Ryan S. Clark, you know, I love letting you know about Ryan S. Clark. He was in the scrum asking about the Seattle Kraken surpassing their wins from last season. So you'll hear uh, some of the guys reacting to that, even the guys that weren't around last year. But you know what, Vancouver, you're crap. You wanted a rivalry, you got one. Uh, I do not play on the ice, obviously, in case that was not clear. But, um, you know, and I want um, you know, uh, people will talk about the Alexiak fight and whatever. Blood was drawn. I've talked about it on the show before. I think hockey fights are stupid. Um, and I think that fight, it kind of fits into that category because, listen, you got to go after the guy, in my opinion. You got to go after the guy that went after your guy. So, you know, I, yeah, it's just, 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 I don't know. Uh, the big hit um, came from, um, Tyler Myers. Uh, and then it was Shen and Alexiak that mixed it up. So Vancouver, Vancouver trash, absolute basura. Like, no, I'm not, I'm not feeling it. I told you earlier in the week, I wanted this win. Um, and we got it. So I'm happy for that. So I'm going to leave it right there because I really don't have much nice things to say about the Vancouver Canucks coming up on the show. Let's talk about something positive, like make a wish. We're going to talk about the all-star weekend and what you can expect from my content there. And Oh, did you think I was talking about the Florida all-star weekend? Oh no, there's one before that. And I'll let you know all about that coming up on locked on Kraken. This episode of Locked on Kraken is presented by FanDuel Sportsbook. The NFL playoffs are here, and we are really excited about our new sports betting partner for Locked on because they're the number one sportsbook in the United States, and that is FanDuel. And if you're new to FanDuel, that's even better because they have so many great features that make sports uh, and betting on sports, excuse me, fun and easy. New customers, if you join today, you'll get started with a $150 in free bets, guaranteed, when you place your first $5 bet. Just sign up at FanDuel.com backslash locked on. FanDuel has all your favorite bets from the money line to the point spread to player props. So football fans, make sure you don't miss out. And of course, NHL fans as well. Place your first $5 bet and you'll get $150 in free bets, win or lose at FanDuel.com backslash locked on. Make every moment more with FanDuel, official sportsbook partner of the NHL and of Locked On. Thank you, as always, fans, for tuning in to Locked on Kraken. I know some of you have noticed 
I was away for a few days this week. I had a really great conference here in Tulsa, and then I hit the road tomorrow. I mentioned All-Star Weekends. We'll get into that later on the show, including my conversation with a commissioner and what I will be doing this weekend at the Hockey Hall of Fame. So that's coming up on the show. But first, I, you know, I think we need to sage it out metaphorically. I don't have my sage with me right now. I do have my little crystals, but make a wish, Alaska and Washington and Kraken partner grant hometown teams very first wish. So the Make-A-Wish team in uh, the Washington and Alaska area, Pacific Northwest, invited Jackson to the Climate Pledge Arena to take to take in a Seattle Kraken game. Now, he thought that Jackson, that is, thought that it was going to be a 3-2 game. And I'm glad that Seattle really blew it out of the park for Jackson and the rest of us. Um, so Here's some of what we knew as far as media. We got a press release a little bit ahead, and we were told to keep it a secret. But um, Jackson got to skate with the Kraken, and his family was interviewed, as was Jackson, at practice. And then we also got to see Jackson during game day. He walked the tunnel. Um, for those watching on YouTube, I'm showing some photos here. And... Um, we got to hear from him there. He, oh my goodness, he's wearing goalie gear and he walks in with groove hour and it's the sweetest thing. It was adorable. Jackson, um, you know, the Make-A-Wish Foundation, of course, is for children who are going through health issues. Um, and a lot of times are thought to be terminal. So to see that Jackson and his family had some levity, I understand he got to ride around with Philip Grubauer. I understand Maddie Veneers took the family to dinner at Dave and Buster's. So that's really exciting. Um, I love this. Make a wish. So I wanted to you know, cleanse the palate for a minute. But now let's hear from some of the guys. Let's start with Oliver Bjorkstrand. Then we'll hear from Vince Dunn talking a little bit about the game, again, about being able to surpass the win total from last year. And then we will get a very brief, in very Dave Haxtell form, update on Matty Beneers. Yeah, we wanted to be ready from the start. I thought we were. So, um, I mean, they're coming off a of back-to-back, so... Uh, we hadn't played a game, I think, in three days, so we should be fresh, and uh, I thought we showed that we were. A win like this where it's this comprehensive, how much does it mean knowing that you've already surpassed what you did last year, and the fact you're one of those guys who wasn't here last year is proof that this is a different team? Yeah, a different team, and, uh, you know, uh, definitely figure things out this season. And, um, we're on to some good stuff, and consistency is a huge thing, and I think throughout the season, for the most part, we've been pretty consistent, and, uh, yeah. We always ask you when you score about how you've been snake bitten uh, earlier this year. How, how do you feel your, your shot, your game is right now? Uh, yeah, it feels good, uh, better. I think I'm creating more things. And uh, just as a line, we're playing really well together uh, with Tolgan Gordy. So um, it's definitely nice seeing it going. So that was Oliver Bjorkstrand. You heard him, you know, say he wasn't a part of the team last year. He knows how things went down, and it's about working hard. Dave Haxtell talked in his media availability after the game about having this be a full 
60, a complete game by the Seattle Kraken. He challenged his team to really bring the energy, and he felt they did that. The Vancouver Canucks were on a back-to-back. The Seattle Kraken had a day off, so they should have been fresh. Um, But let's head over to Vince Dunn, who, of course, was here last season. Here's what he had to say about surpassing um, their wins for franchise history. Um, That's a great win for our club. We definitely owed them um, over the past two years. So um, showed a lot of character throughout the game. Right to the end, blocking shots on the PK when we have a lead like that, it shows um, we've taken care of each other and we're willing to sacrifice for our teammates. So um, that's all I'm really worried about right now. It's a good step moving forward for us. Um, you know, we'll put that one behind us, look at the good things, and try to carry them into the next game. This is the first time that you guys have ever beat the Vancouver Canucks, like you mentioned. How nice is it or how good does it feel, rather, to not only beat them, to be- but to beat them in such a dominant way like that? Yeah, they put up a good fight, I think. Um, we stuck to our game plan. We were simple and we executed very well. Um, like I said, a lot of guys contributed into a lot of ways, a lot of big saves, um, goals all throughout the lineup, and uh, special teams were great today. That's really important, especially in the second half. Um, it's something that we really harp on. Those are the situations that we need to be good in to win us games. Vince, a lot of things have gone well for you guys this year, but of course, with tonight's win, you surpassed what you did last year. How do you sum up what you've done this year, given that you were one of these guys last year who you saw how tough it was, and you've also been an example of how this team has changed. Yeah, just try to take advantage of my opportunity. I think um, the lineup that we put out every night is a little bit different than last year. It's given me a lot of um, a lot of opportunity to create chances for myself. I think um, the way that we've found chemistry within our lineup, um, forwards and defense, um, owe a lot of credit to Lars on my other side. He plays really well for me every single night, battles for me. Um, finds me opportunities off offensively. Um, so um, I think just the whole team doing well. Um, I think you put the team first and individual success comes from that. So um, I owe credit to all my teammates. And I like what Vince said in his media availability because he's really talking about, you know, this is good. Last year was tough. And, you know, this is how they have to play. It's still early. There's still or I should say the season's still going on. They still have work that they have to do, but this was a good showing. They were able to be consistent. They knew that Vancouver was going to make a push in the third, and they weathered the storm. They stayed, they kept it simple, as Dave Haxtell said, but then also they stuck to the game plan, even as they're getting freaking thrown around on the ice. But as promised, Let's hear from Dave Haxel. Just a word here. Maddie Beneers did return after what was a really gnarly hit. If you haven't seen it, go check out Emerald City Hockey. They have the video. Oh, I'm just very glad his helmet didn't pop off because his head bounced off of the ice. Um, and he did not play in the third. Here's what Dave Haxel had to say about that. What is the latest on Maddie? Uh, he wasn't available for the third period. Well, if you blinked or stepped away from your screen, you might have missed it. But Maddie Beneers was not available for the third period. So now what, what does that mean for his all-star bid? Maddie Beneers going to represent the Seattle Kraken at his first ever all-star game. That's happening next weekend in Sunrise, Florida. But before that, I will be in Toronto as the... Premier Hockey Federation have their first ever all-star showcase north of the U.S. border. Let's get into that coming up next 
on Locked on Kraken. Thanks, as always, for making Locked on Kraken a part of your daily routine. I'm very grateful as your host, Erica L. Ayala. You know that I do a lot of different things in hockey, including I am one of the broadcasters and I report on the Premier Hockey Federation, which is a women's hockey pro league. I've been doing that for the last six seasons. So since, uh, well, really seven seasons, since the first season, um, I've been covering the league, but join the broadcast in season two. So uh, the Premier Hockey Federation is going to have their all-star weekend. And on tomorrow, on Friday's episode of Locked on NHL, you're going to get to hear my interview with Commissioner um, Reagan Carey. Now, Reagan Carey has been in women's hockey in particular for a really long time, including with USA Hockey and helping USA Hockey win some hardware. You love to see that. Um, and now is going to, this is her first full season as commissioner. So I caught up with Reagan Carey. Here's a little bit of a snippet of what you can hear on tomorrow's episode of Locked on NHL. As promised, we are here with the commissioner of the Premier Hockey Federation, Reagan Carey, joining us on Locked on NHL for our women's hockey spotlight. Just before the puck drops on the 2023 All-Star Weekend, which will be in Toronto, in Canada, for the first time. Commissioner, welcome to the show. Thank you, Erica. Excited to be here. I appreciate it. Oh, yeah, absolutely. We are excited to have you. We have the All-Star Weekend coming up. We've had some other activations. But usually when I have a guest, I like to start with just a, a, a fun question. It comes from a movie called Brown Sugar. And that is just when did you fall in love with hockey? Because you have a history with hockey well before the PHF. I do. Well, uh, thanks. Uh, well, I uh, I picked up hockey solely because my brother played. Uh, we moved around a lot growing up. And so at some point we were in Chicago and I think I was probably in that five year old range. And uh, my brother picked that up. We played a lot of street hockey. We, we got on the ice pretty quickly there and uh, fell in love with it. From that point on, you know, no matter where we were, I always found a way to make that the primary sport for me. Um, but it was nice once I finally earned my way out of the street hockey goalie position. Uh, I think that was a big win for me and uh, eventually a, a long career. But uh, yeah, it's, it's uh, fun to think about the uh, original moments of those uh, competitions. And what will be in season nine, your second full season, you already as commissioner have ushered in two salary increases. We will have a 1.5 million salary cap per team next year. Would love for you to talk about what that means in this new era of women's hockey. Yeah. And I think when we talk about the new era, it's also important to um, just emphasize resources um, on all, all facets, all fronts. So um, that salary cap increase is really essential to us doing many things, not just uh, providing a uh, livable wage for players and, and who are showing up every day and giving it their all. And, uh, uh, but it's also a matter of being able to have players be full-time uh, professional hockey players. So make sure you go listen to Locked on NHL, either audio or watch on YouTube. We have a women's hockey spotlight every other week. So this week leading into the All-Star Weekend, that's what you can hear over on that segment. And Gil and Rachel have you the rest 
of the way. Now, I also want to talk about the all-star jerseys. I got to speak to Elliot Gerard, who is the founder and head of creative at the Heartland Group, who is the agency of record for the Premier Hockey Federation. I still don't exactly know what that phrase means, but basically he is behind, he and his team are behind the design for the PHF jerseys. I caught up with him for my independent podcast on women's hockey, the Founding Four podcast. Here's a little snippet of that, and this is um, presented. Here's a little snippet from my conversation with Elliot Gerard of Heartland Group. Uh, you know, when you look at my logos in general, or you look at my art a lot, I like to have a lot of Easter eggs. I like to have a lot of different meanings. Um, so if you, you know, you look at this logo, uh, there, there's a whole story behind it. Um, and, uh, and I, and I, um, I could go, I could go on for a while about it, but I, I'll talk about <laughs> some details. Um, you know, what's really cool about this year's is, the you know maple gardens the um uh, iconic uh stadium that that they're going to be doing the all-star game in um we have that integrated within the logo itself uh and um and and you know in addition to having other elements that represent the toronto flag and the canadian flag um but you know also representing the the league in, in general and a lot of it's you know showing um the energy of what these women bring to the ice, you know, on and off the ice. And, and, you know, like, uh, um, the, the logo is sort of a, a North star mixed with a maple leaf and, you know, the crown as well, but it's also like ice being shattered. Um, and then, you know, all, uh, all on top of, um, on top of the arena, the Maple Gardens arena. Elliot, thank you so much for your time. And it sounds like we're going to have to have you back because we, yeah, we, we got to get the can, the Canadian fans in those force jerseys. You teased us a, a little <laughs> bit. So now we, we're going to have to have you back. But Elliot Gerard again, is the founder of Heartland Group as well as head of creative and strategy. Thank you so much for joining us here on the Founding Four podcast presented by My Gray. Thank you so much. It's, it's been a pleasure. I really, uh, I, I appreciate it. And I look forward to the next time. Absolutely. Sounds great. We'll see you around the rink. Yeah. See you at All-Star. <laughs> <laughs> Maple Leaf Gardens integrated into the uniform. I absolutely love that stroke of genius, Elliot. Thank you so much for coming on the Founding Ford Pod. And so this weekend, I will be in Toronto. I fly out tomorrow to Toronto, and I will be doing some stuff with the league, some activations with the league. But make sure you follow Locked on Kraken and Locked on NHL. We are dedicated to bringing more women's sports, uh, or excuse me, more women's hockey to the network. And so I will be um, – and my team will be covering for the Founding Four. I have some people that we're bringing up to Toronto to cover for the Founding Four and Black Rosie Media. We've got a sponsor, so that's amazing. And I will be helping out with some content for Locked on NHL and, of course, Locked on Kraken. Because you know what? Tomorrow's a game day. We'll get into that tomorrow. But I mentioned two All-Star Weekends. We really hope, beyond hope, that Maddie Beneers is okay for so many reasons, including that he's an All-Star. 
We want to see him in Sunrise. I want to see him personally. I will be there and I'll give you some behind the scenes. I will be watching. I'll be a little bit late for the All-Star game itself because I'm calling a PHF game. But I will be there for the skills competition and doing some of the activities. So make sure if you're not already following me, if you're watching on YouTube, my information is right there. But you can follow me at elindsay 8 and at Black Rosie Media. I will have some fun BTS stuff, and I'll see if I can catch up with Maddie Beneers along the way. That's going to do it for this Thursday episode. Again, thank you for your patience as I just had some other things that really, really wanted to dedicate my time to. It wasn't originally planned that we wouldn't have some shows, but you got to do what you got to do. I'm so grateful to you as always. And again, the next two weekends are going to be jam-packed with all-stars, with Olympians, with, uh, you know, dignitaries and influencers and all of this stuff. And I want you to have a front row seat. So make sure you are locked on cracking until tomorrow. Be kind to yourself and to one another. Hold fast. Stay true. Vancouver, you are stinky, stinky, stinky. Let's go cracking. Peace.